Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today, today is the 15th of November, year of our Lord 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. Yeah. Last week, I don't remember. Oh, last week, that's right. We spent the whole episode talking about Killian. I have a fun little goof to start off with today uh, that I saw on Reddit just the other day. Actually... I guess if we lead with the Cade injury thing, it'll segue pretty well into the thing that I wanted to bring up. So what's going on with Cade? Going to be out for a few games, reevaluated in like a week. Uh, shin splints is the concern. Yeah, I mean, that hasn't been uh, said by the team. Like he has shin soreness, but he is going to miss. Uh, he missed Saturday's game. He's going to miss, as we're recording this on a Monday, they play the Raptors tonight. And the Raptors are without Siakam, Van Vliet, Precious and Gary Trent. Gary Trent, yeah. So uh, you'd expect the Pistons to come away with a win even without Cade, but we'll see how that well, goes. Especially because Dwayne is just historically awesome yeah. against Toronto. The Pistons we'll have see. beaten the Raptors six straight times. Um, but, yeah, he is out for this week, so he'll miss, like I said, he missed Boston, he'll miss the Raptors. And then, as you know, I was packing before this, heading out west. As everybody's listening to this, I'm on a plane. Uh, they play the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, I think, all within the next – is that the next – no, he'll get reevaluated after the Clippers – or after the Lakers, which is the second of a back-to-back. So he could be back for Denver, or for Sacramento on Sunday. Hmm. I saw somebody make a post on Reddit. Oh, and while, and really said, quick, while we're here, just so we can get this out of the way. Uh, yeah. I, wrote, I wrote about Jaden Ivey and just kind of the um, – opportunity that's ahead for him in terms of this being a big development week without kind of having Cade to lean on. So check that out if you haven't already. Okay, because that actually goes into this in a little bit. So this first prompt I actually do want to spend a minute or two on, and then after it I have the little goof. So the prompt is uh, Cade being out for a period of time might be the best thing for this team. Now I think that's a very interesting point. I do want to talk about that in just a second. But somebody immediately commented and said Cade Cunningham is Drew Bledsoe, and Killian is Tom Brady. Here's the proof. Cade was born two days after Tom Brady came in for Bledsoe. Cade wears number two. Tom Brady was born in 1977, has seven Super Bowl wins, and won his first MVP in 07. Neither Brady or Bledsoe wear number two. No, bro. Well, hold on, because you just just derailed it. Hold on. Brady was born in 77 has seven Super Bowl wins, and won his first MVP in 07. Killian wears number seven. This this is like the shit that Kyrie gets off YouTube. Cade was a first overall pick. Bledsoe was a first overall pick. On another Michigan team, also 15% of the way through the season, another Cade lost his starting job this year. Goes by the name of Cade McNamara. Cade McNamara, of course, also plays for Tom Brady's alma mater, the University of Michigan. Furthermore, and last but not least, Tom Brady playing in Europe this week. Don't know if you saw that first ever NFL game in Germany. Bucks won it in Munich. Yeah. Tom Brady is playing in Europe this week. Killian was drafted out of Europe. Played in Germany. Now, even though he's technically from, what, Florida... Yeah. That does count. So I don't think we have a submission for sickest tweet of the week this week. This was a tweet? No, no, no. So I'm just saying okay. we'll have to do sickest like Reddit comment of the week. And it goes to, hold on, let me get uh, his actual name in here. Uh, it goes to OK Nathan with the Killian Hayes is actually Tom Brady. Uh, Cade Cunningham is Drew Bledsoe comparison. I love it. I love it. I loved the effort there. I don't, I don't know how one's mind 
draws that comparison, I, I can see, I can see. <laughs> I think that <laughs> there's something involved. Um, <laughs> I, I I get where you're going. I I like it in terms of internet conspiracy. But yeah, like I said, that's like that's what's getting Kyrie in trouble. Like threads like that sure. and YouTube videos like that. But hey, we should talk about Killian because Killian has played well the last yes, we three should. games. Um, he's He's played solid. He's he's the percentages aren't great, uh, but he's hitting shots. He's hitting multiple shots. He's hitting threes. Teams are leaving him open. The Celtics guarded him with Blake. Killian stepped into some, some sh- into some shots. I thought he was one of uh, Livers made Jason Tatum work in his forty three point night, but Killian was really made him work more than anybody. Uh, kudos to Killian, man. He's 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 done well these last two three games. But the thing with him is like you don't have to be. Um, yeah, you don't have to be uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander out here, but like now it's yeah. keep the, make the like make this a consistent thing that we've seen these before. It was like the old the, the good old Stanley Johnson when Stanley would have twenty seven and twenty five and twenty four. It's like oh he turned a corner, and then he'd go back down to three on zero for sixteen. So like now Killian has a base, he has his confidence back. Like build on this and and let's get uh, once the consistency is there, I think you're going to see a, a much different ball player but he's he's been yep. he's been very solid the last 3 games. Well, like you said he's stepping into some shots. I maybe this is just me. It doesn't look like he's really doing that much different. It's just that the shots are going in cuz he's been hunting some shots all year. He's been a little bit more aggressive than he's yeah, been I agree. Uh, in year, in years past. It's just like the the little floaters that he's putting up, they still look just as antsy. He, you know, yeah. the jumpers that he's putting up, they still look as weird. They're just going in. They're going in. He's still struggling a bit at the rim, but like yeah, the the midi jumpers are going in. He stepped into a few yeah. threes that are going in. He's still playing good defense. Um making the right reads. Yeah. This is it's been a positive last 3 games for him. Now, the original question of, you know, is this injury actually a good thing for the Pistons? Because a lot of guys are going to have to grow up. You know, you play a tough stretch of teams and you don't have your best player or, you know, depending on who you ask or what day it is, your second best player. But for all intents and purposes, we're going to call Cade the best player because I don't want to do the Boyan semantics thing. So, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I know you just said this a tough stretch of games, but like if we actually like went and looked at it, would these next three maybe be their easiest three all season the Raptors with those four main guys yep yep I think the Lakers had like eight days rest by the time they played the Pistons on uh (laughs) Friday but LeBron's coming back from injury but the Lakers stink yeah and the Clippers are kind of in a weird place I still respect the Clippers I just don't think they're having fun I just don't think they're having fun that's fair good though but if you look at the Pistons schedule like this might be the easiest three stretch and it's out west, like half of it's out west, so like it that changes the dynamic. But like if they if they go if they beat the Raptors and they beat the Lakers, if they go two and one these next three, like I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I this isn't a bad take. I actually think you're kind of right. Um, for all intents and purposes, I think we just see or hear the West Coast the West Coast stretch, and we kind of get a little oh no, what's going to happen there? Um, you know, Sacramento. I don't know. Keegan Murray's been in and out. Sabonis is shooting like two percent from three, Fox so that balling. that's definitely going to help. He's been good. Uh, the Denver thing doesn't go, not looking go forward well. to that. Yeah, it doesn't usually doesn't go usually well. go very well. Um, Utah. I wish we were playing Phoenix so that or no, they Jalen are. Smith isn't there anymore. He's in. Well, no, but I was thinking because I wanted Cade to point to somebody, <laughs> but I forgot Jalen Smith is in indiana now so we're not gonna we're not gonna get that but uh you know you look to a guy like ivy but you specifically look and another thing that somebody pointed out on reddit this is a great point where's the headband for sadiq is this not the absolute like the time that he needs to to bring it back out should i say something or he might punch me you should i think you should say something on behalf of me uh, somebody who cares about accessories be like hey you know, if I walk past headband, Deke is kind of you know a different guy. If I see him tonight before the game, I I walk past him just like, hey, Sadiq, it might be headband time. Yeah, I feel like he's already like today. I went to shoot around and uh, prior to the Raptors game, and he was the one of the last ones to leave, getting up extra three pointers. And the thing is, if you if you think about it, if Sadiq was shooting league average from three, you know how much different he would be viewed this like this season because he's been. Defensively, he struggled, but offensively, the way he's getting to the hole, the way he's finishing at the rim, the free throws, like if he was even like 35% from three, like we're talking about Sadiq yeah. being like, he's just looked at differently, but with the shot falling or not falling, it's, 
I think there are there are some just reading the kind of reading the room, the room being social media. Like obviously people are are antsy. Like I've seen some people say like I'd, I'd rather have shooting Deke back, and I'm like I get it, but I don't I, I don't think Sadiq's going to shoot this poorly for a long time. The question of like, so why does he need to be more than just a three point shooter? That's been a thing this year where people are like, why are we making him do this much when we know that he's good at like this one thing? Like, can't you just be good at that? Like, isn't that okay? It's like, yeah, but if you're a team that has ambitions of taking that next step, you need people to unlock themselves in ways that you didn't think they could. And there are going to be some growing pains with that. And you'd rather that come now in a, in a season that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, is inconsequential in terms of what our record ends up being. Like, because there aren't any expectations. Yeah, this is when you want guys to try stuff like that. This is why you spend three years building, you know, Isaiah's three ball is so that when you are actually ready to compete, boom. Yeah. No, and I think he's that's, regularly hidden. I think that's a good point, but I I also want to say that um, it's not like the Pistons are like having Sadiq not shoot as much. Sadiq has passed up good looks, and Sadiq a lot of the threes he's missing he's pretty open. Like he's just going through it right now. Like it's not like they're having him do anything differently. He's just not hitting his three ball right now. And while we're on the topic of three ball, Nick, you know that um, one of my I've kind of planted my flag on a few things and in my time um, covering this team. And mm-hmm. I would say the, the biggest topic of conversation so far or over, over the last few months is me calling my shot with Isaiah Stewart as a three-point shooter way before he even took his first one. I'm sitting here like watching this guy pregame. You know the story. I don't need to go back down yeah. there. I don't need to go back down there. I think it should be said that Isaiah has worked himself up to thir- basically 31% from three. Um. And as you know, like he started, it was rough. Very well, I wouldn't even say it was rough. It was unfortunate. I think unfortunate's a better word for kind of the amount of shots that bounced in and out. Can I tell you Isaiah Stewart's three point shooting in the month of November? Yes. Okay. My computer can load at any second. Here we go. Isaiah As of this recording, just for yeah, future context, prior, if that prior to as Raptors, of this recording, we are it is it is prior to the Raptors game, we are exactly two weeks into November. And these are the numbers. He has played one, two, three, four, five, six games as of me as of us recording this in November. Yep, forty four percent from three. Holy smokes! Forty. What's the volume? Uh, he's averaging three a game. And if you want to, I don't believe that. <laughs> and if you want to go back to October twenty eighth, all right. Can I do some math really quick? Do you, yeah, do you go have ahead, a, do you math have, it out. All right. So if you want to go back to October twenty eighth. Uh, we'll say the last, so it'd be the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. All right. Gosh, this is bad podcasting, but I'm going to need you to remember numbers for me. All right. Two. Oh, okay. Sure. Plus two plus zero plus two plus zero plus one plus one plus two mm. plus two. All right. 12. All right. Remember that 12. number for me. I'm remembering 12. Plus four plus one plus. I'm leaving two, this in. Plus one. Please do. Plus three plus Two plus five plus five. 30. 30. So is it it's twelve <laughs> divided by thirty. You ready? Twelve divided by thirty. So over his last let me can I tweet this out while we're potting? Yeah, live tweet, live tweet, live tweet. Over his last did I say nine games? Yes. He is shooting forty percent from three. That's a figure. That's a figure that I, we've been waiting a long time do for. Do I think Isaiah is going to settle in as a at a forty percent three point shooter? No, I do not. Do I did I think Isaiah Stewart was a twenty a nineteen percent three point shooter like how he started the year? I obviously did not. Um, he is. I I I actually have a bet with somebody that Isaiah would shoot at minimum thirty three percent this season on three attempts. So he's getting there. I hope I win that dinner. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he is shooting forty percent over his last nine games. I'm trying to tweet it. The computer's being slow, but um, yeah, that's that's encouraging. I know fans are like they want wins and stuff. I understand that. That's what the game's played for. But there are subtle things to that, like to be happy about. Like, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're about to rattle some off. Go ahead. What are the subtle things that we should be excited about? Other than being, you know, we're three and eleven. So what should we be excited about? <laughs> Isn't it three and twelve? After the Raptors game, it'll be three and twelve. Yeah, don't do that. Um, there's, I mean, Killian has put together he's played three, two good games. Th- yep. Three. He's played two. 
Okay. Yep. Isaiah's at forty percent over his last nine. Sure. Sadiq is getting to the rim, uh, getting to the free throw line. <laughs> Boyan's yep. a bucket. Um, and Alec Burke is back, and he's, he is and Bagley's and back. Bagley's yeah. back. Of yep. course, as they come back, Cade goes out, but. There are. I still think that they're going to be far more competitive once everybody's back, assuming that ever happens. You know, I feel like the elephant in the room. We got to bring this up because as of, I feel like it would be weird to go a week and maybe bring it up next week. This news came out this morning, so let's just jump into it. What is it? Jake Fisher oh. uh, reported on the Do Not Aggregate podcast. It was aggregated by Bleach Report. That's how I saw it. That the Pistons have. Been fielding a bunch, not fielding, but they've gotten a bunch of calls about Bogdanovich. Now, to me, that's not news. Saying that teams have called a team about a player, like, yeah, no shit. That probably happens a lot. I don't think that's news. What's news would be if the Pistons were listening. Because I can take a phone call, but am I listening to the phone call? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think this brings up an interesting question. Where we've already established that he's probably not going to get traded. You know, you just signed him to a two-year, $40 million extension. Yeah. So I think it's unlikely unless this thing just goes off the rails. Yeah. Can I ask why, though? Why what? Should it be a a little more likely, you think? Um, Do you want to continue to kick the can down the road? Now, here's the thing. And I am – and there is nobody who is a bigger proponent of, like, I think it's really dumb when people – who are fans of a team in a rebuild. This is not exclusive to Pistons fans, but when you're a fan of a team who's in a rebuild and every time you get a good player, you want to flip them for like more stuff for like more future capital, right? Something to go get a new shine. It's like, no, eventually you have to start keeping players, but it's like, okay, you have a 33 year old on a two year contract. Are you winning a championship in two years? When is that actually going to matter? So my thing is, if you want to maximize the value of something that you currently have, but in two years when that thing is, and I'm not trying to talk about like, I'm not trying to say like when you're 35, your life is over. Sometimes I hate talking about sports in that yeah, way. Cause that, I feel, I hate it, talking it does about drive me nuts, but I get it. I understand. It. Right. Go ahead. Cause in the, in the light, in the, the athletic lifespan, I don't mean athletic as in company, but in an athlete's lifespan, so to speak, you know, once yeah. you get to 35 in any sport, unless it's like hockey, you're probably going to start to fizzle out. Or yeah. if you're Justin Verlander. Yeah. Do you get where you get where no, I'm going with this? I, I just I don't. It. I think I think you're. I, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I think. Listen, of course, like the the idea is like they want. I've I reported it years ago. Twenty twenty three is the year they want to truly turn a corner. So they have Boyan right. under the under the contract for that year. Um, obviously, beyond that, you question whether or not he'll be able to still. Uh, be the player that he is. So right. if somebody comes knocking at your door, like here's a unprotected first round pick, I'd listen. I'd listen for sure. Like at the end of the day, if they got an unprotected first for Boyan, and I'm not saying that's been offered to them or anything. I'm just throwing that out there. I would assume that the way he's playing, they might be able to get something like that. I'm not saying like a lottery pick. Of course not. I'm saying maybe there's a world for a protected first. That's essentially that would be Troy trading Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee for a first round pick. Like the value yeah, there I'm... is just good. Yeah, but also uh like you said, you need good players if you want to end up being good. So I think if there's an offer you can't refuse, I think it's maybe worth uh kicking the slightly kicking the can down the road, but then again, thank you. You open up there's a possibility you open up more cap space. So maybe you are able to add more uh, proven guys next summer, even though they already have a lot Karis of cups. Avert. And there we go. Karis Avert. We, do the Karis Avert trade. Wouldn't be the B and C without it. Well, but why not? Is that not what it's for? Is that not why Karis Avert is right there making the exact money that he is? Is that not why we signed him to the exact contract that we did is so that it would match Karis Avert's? <laughs> uh, hey. I didn't. I didn't. No, I'm not the I don't know, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be the guy who's like viewing all these dudes as like individual assets and be like, well, if he's depreciating, then you know what I mean. Because I think when we talk about trading, we lose the the human aspect of it sometimes. But hey, man, 
He's 33. You signed him to a two-year deal. Eventually, he's not going to be as good as he is right now. And you're going to run into the thing that we did with Jeremy where people are like, should we have traded him a year ago when the Celtics were offering two firsts for him? And I'm not saying that anybody's offering two firsts for, for Bogdanovich, but it's the principle of right. it where if you wait even a year, you know, just because you extended him, it's like, I don't know. It's, so yeah. I think it's something that it, if, if you asked me a month ago, I would have been super dismissive of it. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I just would have been. But now I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that Bogdanovich doesn't end the season a Detroit Piston um, because teams are desperate. And there's so many teams right now that could like go for it. Um, yeah. So. It's something to monitor for sure. Um, I obviously calls happen, and I've I I had heard that as well. But I I don't the Pistons aren't like actively moving Boyan Bogdanovich. The front office is just doing their job. Yeah, I was trying to do a live trade machine, but it came up with the error that Bogdan or not Bogdan Boyan Bogdanovich cannot be traded this year since he signed an extension after. Oh wait, that's true. Can't move him this year. That's why you guys don't listen to rumors. Well, okay. Well, first of all, that don't come I from, led that don't with, come from your boy. I led with. I don't think this is actual news because teams calling other teams is not news. Teams listening to other teams is news, and we've also had this conversation a hundred times. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So this is a team. I was looking at all just the uh, just the team stats, like very straightforward, NBA.com. How's everybody doing in three-point percentage? You know, free throw percentage, all that good stuff. This team's not very good, but you know what they do? Do What do they do do? They, they lead the league in free throw attempts. Do they really? They lead the Detroit Pistons, your Detroit Pistons. Your Detroit Pistons. I'm saying yours as in like to the listeners, like your, know. You know, your know. Detroit Pistons, yeah, yeah, I know. right? Are first in the NBA in free throw attempts. Is it, I refreshed the page. I didn't believe in it. this economy. In this, <laughs> in this economy, really? the business are. But then you really start to think about it, and you're like, I, I, I didn't even see even that. when I thought about, it, I was like, I was like, they get a lot. I was like, it does not feel like they get the most. So tell me what your immediate thoughts are on this while I look this up, just to 100% confirm this that I didn't miss see like free throw. I don't know, makes or something yeah. that it wasn't. I mean, I'm shocked that it's first. Like, I mean, Joel Embiid draws 50 himself a game. Uh, right. But I definitely knew that they got to, like I, I've talked about it, they get to the line more between Sadiq, Jaden, um, Isaiah's gotten to the line more, uh, Hamadou's gotten to the line. Like, there's like four yep. or five guys that regularly get to the line multiple times a game. So I, I would have guessed, top, I would have guessed like top 10. I wouldn't have guessed one. First in makes and attempts by two. They lead by two. What's and they are where are they in percentage? Because I feel like thirteenth in percentage. I was just like, yeah. I feel like they miss a lot of free throws. That's the kicker. Yeah. Well, but but that's something that we started the year abysmally, and then if that's a word that I could get away with making up, I don't think abysmally is actually a word. It's just, yeah, just but abysmal. We talked the other week about how Mike Breen was roasting us during the Knicks game. He's like, I've never seen a free throw performance like this before, ever. And I was like, Mike, please stop. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. my favorite team. Please stop saying this. <laughs> and you're, well, we've got you cover the neck and the Knicks. Like, I'm sure you've seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but other than that, I mean, this is a team. Offensive rebounding, not bad. Top 10 in the league. Yep. That's something that before the year I don't think we identified as something that they would be sweet at, and they are. They've done good. Isaiah Stewart has done a very good job of, of tipping shots out on the offensive glass. Um, Bagley will help on the defensive glass. Like you saw it in the Boston game. They out-rebounded. Like, obviously, Boston was without Al Horford. I mean, they had to start Blake at center. Uh, they were without Al Horford, and Robert Williams has been hurt. But, like, they significantly out-rebounded Boston. Um, so, like, it certainly is – I think that's going to be an area that that improves, um, and that's that's like if you look at the reasons why they've struggled. Obviously, defensively, that's been the case, uh, but I do think you're going to see more Stu and Duran together, and I think that's going to help the defense. They've struggled giving up second chance points. Um, they only gave up four in the first half against Boston, but ended up giving up 13 by the end of it. But I do think that's going to improve because they're going to have more two bigs out there. I think that's going to help. Right. Um, the three-point shooting is still a concern. Last I checked, they were 21st. 
but Burks will help with that. I just can't imagine Sadiq's going to shoot 30% from three for the rest of the year. Like, I think he at least gets up to 35 at some point. Um, I, I still just don't think Cade's going to struggle from three as much as he has. Like, I, I, I think he's going to turn it around. So it's hard to say, like, just be patient to a fan base that's been patient and everybody's fine with being patient for sure. But, like, I do think this team is going to be more competitive within the next – like, it could start as soon as this week. I'm losing it a little bit. Really? I'm getting a little I'm getting a little pissed. Yeah. Why? Not that I'm like well, just because it's the nature of the beast, right? Yeah. Because what bothers me is when there's this well, we've only been in a rebuild for 3 years. We've only been in a rebuild. But we weren't winning fucking championships before that, dude. Yeah. Like we weren't exactly cream of the crop for the last 10 years. We've been bad. So if we weren't just an objectively bad team, we were a bad team that was trying to be good, that was going to a, a good masquerade party, and they had a nice little mask on. But then you take off the mask, oh, it's still a bad team. <laughs> so that's all that we were, and then we just accepted that we were bad and embraced being bad for a couple of years. So it's like, yeah, fun stuff is going on. Yeah, my players are good. Yeah, I like my coach. Yeah, I like my GM. But there's the grindiness to it that some weeks, man, some games, you're just like, I'm not feeling this. Like, yeah. this is just not – this experience just isn't for me. And it's easier, and people can be like, well, you've been rooting for the Lions your whole life. It's just easier. on a, When it's one day a week, I know that from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock on Sundays, I'm going to be busy, and then I have the rest of the week – and and also, by the way, they're winning games. Well, I'm not doing some comparative thing because yeah, I actually uh, don't care. I'm not doing that because I don't even mean that. You do because I would say that the pi- no, I don't because I would say that the Pistons are doing better than than the Lions are in that regard. That's a take. Is it? it it's not. We were just talking I think about the this Lions last week. are now after winning the other day are more on an upswing in terms of fan uh, appreciation than the Pistons are right now. Is that fan appreciation or is that real? And I, Those are two different things. And I think it's real. The, yeah, the Pistons just got to stop it, getting blown out, and like they can lose yeah, games, yeah. they just got to stop getting blown out, and they haven't in a few games. They they right. they, they hung with Boston until Tatum just went nuclear. Uh, the Knicks game was it was probably closer than it should have been, uh, but it was close. And what was the game before? Did they get blasted in? It was Boston again. Boston was at Boston, Boston. Twice, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah. game ended up being a, a booty whooping. But I, I mean, that team shot. I think they shot like twelve percent from three until the fourth quarter. Like it was just like abysmal shooting. Yeah, I don't. It, it, I don't think the the the. It feels weird to say the Lions getting that win actually matters. But like the first road win does. It's a division matchup. You win two in a row for the first time in in two years. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it felt good to be excited about the team, even if. And I tell you what, there is. Nothing that I get texted about more in regards to you than your Lions takes. People get I so always up know, in I, arms. Yes, they do. I didn't even say anything I, crazy. I always know when you're popping off about the Lions because somebody will text me about it. What did they text you about? Because I laughed that Fields went 60 yards untouched. Well, guess what? He did go 60 yards untouched. Why are you yelling at me? He he did it. It's a fact. Yeah. that's what I'm just saying. I just know when you're popping off because people will always be like, hey, he's saying mean things about our favorite team. I hate this. Is a, all right, this is my thing with Lions fans. <laughs> all I literally said was that they ran a high school option and he got 60 yards untouched. I didn't. I didn't. And somebody said to me, why do you hate the Lions so much? I'm like, I'm not even. I like the Lions. Like, I'm just literally saying what just happened as if I was covering the game. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Like I didn't say anything egregious. If Colton tweeted the same thing, well, not Colton because he's. Or no, yeah, I'm sorry, Colton. he did switch the yeah. lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it would be like it read like maybe there was one too many emojis, like laughing emojis. I'm sorry <laughs> if I like hurt your feelings, but I just stated a fact. <laughs> like he ran 60 yards untouched on a high school option. Who is the Amonra St. Brown of the Pistons? Livers. Is it? I think it might be Ivy. Actually, wait, no, because I'm in. I was gonna say. I was thinking because, like, later draft pick, really, like, good player. But Amon Ra's, like, entering, like, top ten receiver conversation. He's a dude. Yeah, he's a dude. Um, I think it's Ivy. Just the shiftiness alone. And, oh, like, you're the, talking uh, about, like, the, yeah, I guess similarities, like, style. I mean, I don't yeah. Amon Ra's not the fastest. No, he's, he's just not. a good route runner, good hands. Um, it's fair. Then maybe it's Sadiq because it's not like he's an uh, you know if Sadiq's not an athlete, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe it's Sadiq, but I think maybe we're thinking too hard about this. Yeah, I don't know if I can think of somebody for him. Um, is who's Jared? Who's Jared? Golf. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Uh, it might be Cade, actually. No, he, Jared's just here for for a good time. Respect not Jared. A long time. Respe- no, respect Jared. Come no, on, Cade's on the on the front of billboards. Jared's gonna be gone in a year and a half. It's not the, <laughs> they're not the same. That Ole Miss game worry you about uh, Bryce Young, who, by the way, Kirk Herbstreit calls the Steph Curry of college football, and I like that analogy. I mean, I just love both of those guys. So I, I love. Uh, Bryce Young and Steph Curry. So, right, future Lions quarterback, according to James Edwards III, Bryce I Young. Wish. Who, by the way, I think we. I'm gonna. Can I just throw a name into the zeitgeist for like? And I'm not don't saying he Will needs to Levitz. be. No, I'm not doing Will Levis. I don't think he goes quite yet in the Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud tier. Why is Bo Nix being ignored? Because his name is Why? Bo Nix. Because he's the best quarterback in college football stop, right now stop. in terms of his completion percentage, in terms of how many yards he's thrown for every game. When when Oregon is scoring 40 points a game on these dudes and he's going out throwing for 350, throwing four touchdowns, getting a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown, has been sacked twice all year. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is an offense that – and by the way, the Washington loss isn't even his fault. Name one good so, Oregon quarterback besides Justin Herbert out of this school Marcus, that, that – Good. Marcus Mariota is still in the NFL. He's literally starting for an NFL team today. He is a he is a that dude is an NFL player. He's like he he has like the Ish Smith staying power. No, he does not stink. Marcus Mariota stinks. You don't mean this. Yes, I do. He didn't. He didn't end up being what we thought he was going to be. He does not. So that means he's not good. That's all I said. He was a top whatever pick. People do the OSU quarterback curse. Oregon is not very good either. Dennis Dixon. (laughs) Didn't he get switched to receiver? I think so. <laughs> yeah, Keely think so. Smith, Joey think, Harrington, like it's just it's bad. Yeah, I think Vernon Adams also got switched to receiver. I don't remember Vernon Adams. How many? Okay, do, brother, Alabama quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is really good. Tua, we still don't know. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. No, we the don't. The Dolphins are rolling, and Tua's balling. We. Do, I know. I, okay, I, you can say I, that. I know. When you have when you have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki and fucking Raheem Most, like yeah, you mean yeah. good weapons? Okay, he's doing he's doing his job. There's guys with good weapons that stink. It's the same reason, and this one ended up not working out well at all because he did end up being really good. And again, I'm I I reserve room for judgment because I I'm not saying to a stinks. I'm just saying we do not definitively know yet. But it's the same way that for the first like year or two of Patrick Mahomes, he was just doing like a effort Tyreek down there somewhere and just like throwing the ball up and like, hey, Kelsey will probably go get this ball no matter where I throw it. So like why don't we wait to see because there is so much evidence of Tua just being garbage. Yeah, when he had literally no help. None. Like he got some help. We'll see. We'll see. But before that, will you get AJ McCarron, Greg McElroy? Yeah, they stunk. Yeah. But like Alabama doesn't like, historically have great quarterbacks. Ohio that's, State but that's not what I'm does saying. not historically have great quarterbacks. But that's what I'm saying is like Alabama's quarterbacks have never been like heralded NFL prospects like the Oregons have. And they end well, up stinking. My, maybe I, our wires are getting crossed here somewhere. I'm sure on the playback I'll be like, oh, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying like, every, like the hype that these Oregon quarterbacks get, it doesn't transfer the NFL. The Alabama quarterbacks don't have the – like, the, everybody knows, like, whenever – except for Hurts, that, like, these guys weren't, like, NFL prospects. They were just good college quarterbacks. Hmm. Uh, can I have a, Which is weird how that works, but go ahead. I have a take. Yeah. At this point in time right now, as we talk, 
Jason Tatum is the best player in basketball. Let me think about it. Talk. It's it's this. it's Giannis, but it's Jason Tatum. Like his numbers are it, ridiculous. The things he's doing, he's finishing right, he's finishing left, he's getting to the line, he's moving off the ball, getting buckets, he's pulling up through like defense like Jason Tatum is a effing monster. Like to watch that in person the last two weeks, like it's a bad, bad man. And he's still a boy. Like he's twenty three or four. Is he only? He's only twenty four. I thought he was only nineteen. Oh, Ah, got his ass, got his ass. No, uh, I. it's one of those things that for, I think, like two years at this point, we've been like in the back of our heads, like, can we just say it's Jason Tatum because we want to say it's him so bad because we just love him. So right now what you're saying is it's Giannis with a little wink, wink, and the wink is a little, there's a little Jason Tatum sparkle to it. I mean, it's probably, it's Giannis. Who's the best player it's in the probably world. Giannis. Yeah. But like Tate, it's yeah. Tatum. You watching Portland this year? Yeah, I've caught a I've caught a game or two. Shout out to Jeremy. Shout out to JG. Shout out to Moo. Mm. We uh on this show Mayo Shade and Sharp an apology. You know what? No. Let's wait. Hold on. I, Hold on. Let me rewind that. I still think Giddy we, stinks. We would no, you don't. Yeah. We would owe him an apology. I don't think we would owe his hive an apology, though. Because my beef right now it's not with Jaden sharp i'm happy that he's good and i actually i'm kind of i'm i'm mad because i like watching him i'm like like i kind of can't get enough of him a little bit but what's rubbing me the wrong way is the people who are like i told you so about it and the people who are like i knew this why did you know this they didn't how know did you know it. this yeah, they didn't know it. you didn't know this what were you watching as evidenced by what like what do you mean i would love High to know film. right you were watching his eybl shit yeah. so that doesn't count that's not the same thing yeah I get taken if, the gamble on him, but to act like you knew definitively that this guy was going to be nice, which we still don't know. He is an athlete. Like, people could see that in high school. Like, he is a smooth athlete, and that's popped. Um, I don't know, man. I like him, but shout out to Ben Matt. I, I still think the optics of it are insane because you make the Jeremy trade. What I don't remember what the timeline ever was, but it was pre-draft. You make the Jeremy trade, right? Yeah, yeah, because they used yeah, the pick okay. to get Dern. Right. I'm sorry. Yes. You pre-draft, you make the Jeremy move, which by all accounts is the move that a serious team would make, especially one in the predicament that Portland was in. And then you let that roll over into draft night and you're like, how are we going to convince Dame that this grind is still worth it? Let's draft a guy who's like never played basketball on camera. Like I don't know. But, and not that that matters. It's a funny way to frame it. That's a great way. Like he's never played. No, it is but, I don't know. It was I to me that was like a you did something really serious and then you did something that like you were just goofing around. Yeah. Like I don't I don't I think, know. I think I think weird. I think getting JG who Dame wanted to play with was helpful. Anthony Simons yeah. had stepped up. They obviously had Nurkic coming back. Like there was enough serious guys there. And I think Dame was I think there was like on record interviews of Dame saying like he was impressed with Shaden during their pre draft. Like I think he watched him. I'm pretty sure that was he did that during uh, we played the Blazers for like our first or second summer league game. They interviewed Dame in the middle of one of those games. I think that's where he said it because I also kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I bet you they got his blessing. Uh, Can we do a fun like what's your deal with? Because sometimes you have so many bullets loaded up that I think you forget to fire some of them. Like what? So can I? Can I jog your memory? I don't know the answer to this question. I'm genuinely asking if you want to do this. It depends. Yeah, it depends on what you mean by. It depends on the question. Yeah. And um, do you condolences to those at the University of Virginia? It's a sad. Yes. Uh, sad state of state of affairs going on over there. Read that this morning. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Peace, and, peace um, and blessings to all. Well, I don't remember what I was. Uh, gonna you were gonna. You. I used. To, oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you know who was in pre-draft for workouts? Like everybody? If you, well, like, do you know? Like, did we have? I don't because I just don't remember. I mean, if you want to say names, I can tell you yes or no. Give us some names. Well, that like throw out names you're curious about, and I'll be able to. I just can't think off the top of my head. I if you say Shaden Sharp, did we did we bring in Shaden Sharp? Yes. Nice. Did we know that? I knew that. I think I said something. Yeah. 
Well, because it's, it's always very tight-lipped, and you know this better than anybody, that we it's just never it never comes out who the Pistons are I believe are in. he was in a workout that consist, consisted of him, Dyson Daniels, Benedict Matherin, and another high-profile name I can't remember, but I, yeah, uh, I heard that there was one particular player who James loves very much and liked very much going into the draft that was putting on a show at said workout and was also talking shit to just, just was aggressive and just like had that dog in him, I guess is just the best way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That just reminded me of a, of a since scrapped segment, mainly because I'm sure we've gone through them all. Remember story time with James? <laughs> yeah. Now, for those who don't know, for those who are newer to the pod, for like the first, I don't know how many months we did it, but the first X amount of months that we did the show, we would always end it the same way, which was story time with James, which was I would just say a player and James would give us a story about that player. But the other problem with it was because uh, COVID was going on at the time. And when the season actually did start, it was still a COVID season. You couldn't see or talk to anybody. So eventually we just, well, it was all through Zoom. Didn't. Yeah. Right. And it was a whole new cast of players. So it's not like you were really getting to know them anyway. So yeah. we just kind of had to scrap story time with James. We, we, <laughs> we used up all the stories. They dried up. <laughs> we can start it back. Uh, and I should have some new ones while we're on the trip. If, if I can, if you want to just throw out a name right now, I can, uh, I can try to, um, I can try to see if there's one that comes to mind with a certain player. I was going to say Jalen Dern, but I obviously wouldn't have one yet. I just want to bring this up really quick. Why would quick. I have one on Jalen Dern? You have a Jalen Dern story already. I mean, I like it's not like the greatest story, but I have like like funny like con- like bits from conversations I've had with him. I just don't want to forget this. Give me two seconds. Right. What's this? Him taking a jumper, a little turnaround. He's still got it in him. He can still do that. I mean, he's done it before. They didn't go in. They went in the other night. Yeah, I. I He's gotten himself into some trouble early on. And I remember he had Poku on him and instead of taking into his chest shot a fadeaway and there was another instance, but he That's my guy. He hit it the other day and it worked, <laughs> went in. I respect it. Um I don't know. I'm trying to think like who do we want to you gotta you know what? Because of uh uh Stu's story. I have a funny Rodney one. There you go. That's what I was gonna go for. I was gonna say you gotta have a Rodney story. Rodney made me feel like I was a drug dealer. <laughs> you want to? Okay, I like this. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and Rodney's the best man. Shout out to Rod. Um, <laughs> it was post game. Uh, I want to say before the last trip, and I pulled up in the. I was. Uh, I'm a sneaker guy, as everybody that listens to this. No, I I pulled up in the. Um, there was a the the trio of twos that came out. The the two eighteen. Detroit Flint inspired twos uh, from 218, the store in Detroit. There was a, another pair of twos from a, a shop in the Philippines and another and a pair of twos from a shop in. Oh, crap. I can't. Uh, the Philippines, Detroit and oh South uh, South Africa. Hmm. So I pulled up I, on this day. I wore the ones from the Philippines, which are some low twos, green and green and orange in them. And. Post game, Rodney's a big shoe guy, and he he's walking from the shower, and we're all just kind of sitting in the middle, standing in the middle of the locker room, waiting for some guys to get dressed, and so we can talk to him or talk to who we need to, or just it's the end of the game. Like people are, yeah, we're we're letting them get wind wind down and get their get their shit together. Rodney pulls up, walks past me, stops, looks down, and just laughs and smiles. I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, do you ever wear the same shoes twice? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I do." He's like, "He's like, I need to be a reporter." I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You always got shoes on, like heat on." I'm like, "I just work hard, man." He's like, and then Omari chimed in. He's like, "Yeah, I think James has a second job." He's, Rod's like, "Yeah, I think he does too." I'm like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on." I was like, "I, I just can't work hard. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't have been rewarded well for my for my work over the years." And Rod was like. No, you do work hard. I, I was just joking. You do work hard, but you do have some heat every day. I was like, Rod, that's why you're my guy. So that and was fun. They also don't see, you know, the 10 pairs that never make it out the box. They just get sent back off. And 
you know yeah that's that's making a joke about you flipping shoes i had to tell yeah i had to tell sadiq that the other day he also made a joke like have you wore the same shoes twice yet this year and i said I, yes i have but i also told him like i if i have a pair of shoes that i got that are just sitting uh like i'll trade i'll trade them for something i want or i'll sell them and get the money and buy something i want or like sometimes you get a shoe you get hit for retail and a couple of months later that boy is worth like 800 bucks yeah. or something and that's three pairs of shoes right there off one so it's that's like real. there's a game to it yeah. but yeah work hard man Work are you the same hunt. size as are you the same size as any of the guys you could trade with them me and rod both wear 13 Corey wears 13 there you go uh, i think bogey wears 12 and a half 13 yeah get a deal with him i need to get i need now nah, rods remember you were here isaiah stewart told us that rodney has like he, the most insane closet yeah, yeah. So like i need to Rod told me most of his stuff isn't here in Detroit. It's back um, in his home home. But, uh, yeah, I, I need to have a thorough conversation with Rod to see everything he has. Hmm. I wonder if Rodney still has his Denver apartment after being traded or if he sold that already. Hopefully. He never, I know there's no way a, he ever got one. I, 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 yeah, making a goof. He was a he was a nugget for all of, what, 18 hours? Yeah. And I think another thing people don't know, and I'd be curious if Bojan got a crib yet. Or like a place to stay. A lot of those guys, like when they first get traded, stay at the stay at a hotel for, oh yeah, as I'm much sure. as maybe sometimes the whole season. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, um, especially because it's like you're on the road so much. Anyways, yeah. it's like you're already living in hotels the entire time. Yeah, right. no, that makes complete sense. Um, you know, before we sign off today, I was thinking about something. What you know, it's really about? frustrating to me. What as like a. Are you patronizing me? No. As like a pod, as like a podcast practice, you know what is difficult? Tell me. It's really hard to get locked into a new show. I don't know if you've ever tried to pick up a new podcast, right? I was trying to do this with Meghan Markle's. Well, I guess it's not really a good example, but shout out to Meghan Markle. Who? You don't know Meghan Markle? Isn't that the uh, the princess? Isn't that Prince yeah. Harry's? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We and we and we like them. We like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Megan and, and Harry. They're good people. Yeah, yeah we like them. Yeah. Uh, the Harry is uh, one of Diana's yes. uh, sons. Yeah. But anyways, her podcast isn't a, a good example, but a sports one would be where it's such a barrage of inside jokes and past things that have happened. Where as a new listener, when you know all it is is a bunch of goofs about things that have happened in previous episodes two months ago, it's like, well, I'm a listener today. I haven't been a listener yeah. the entire time. So that's why I always think it's really good for people to re-explain jokes and to to re-explain certain stories and stuff. So my question here today mm-hmm. is if there's any story that's important to the lore of this show that we would need and want to retell to any new listeners. Because, James, I know you see that the Bunny Cardigan is doing Bad Bunny numbers every single week. <laughs> so we got new listeners all the time. What do you think is the Speaking of core... which, we might start doing youtube live podcast we have been recommended to do so because you guys are are the best we're still looking into that but what story do you think is the boning card i think i know i think everyone knows what you're gonna say it's the very first one episode one like yeah we're we're not gonna retell it i agree with your but if you do want to listen to it it's the first it's the very first episode go to the last like i don't know maybe 10 minutes of the episode it's the tgi fridays jaleel okafor and christian wood story yes it was in new orleans yeah, that's that's the one. That's the one. And I agree with you. Like, we can't sit here and assume that everybody who's listening has listened since the beginning because that's not the case. We've seen the, the numbers no. grow. Um, we can't assume that people who are new listeners have gone back and, and gone to listen to stuff because at the end of the day, we are talking about basketball, and it's not like it's pertinent for them to go back seven months ago to listen to a random podcast in the middle of February. So – we do try to treat this like a show, which is why we named it the Bun and Cardigan Show instead of podcast. We do like to have those, um, those, those uh, kind of under underlying themes and underlying jokes for like the people that are here from the beginning. Like I think I've always yeah. been a fan of that. Like growing up, uh, like Howard Stern, uh, just the little jokes that they've had. Um, Juan Epstein is a podcast I love that for years, like they've always had like little jokes. If you listen from the beginning. So there is like, there are nuggets that like, we, we, it is like a show. Like that's how we try to make it. So, um, but yes, 
if you have if you are new to the BNC, and by new I mean probably within the next the last six months, um, we used to do story time with James, where like Nick said, I would tell he would name a player, I would tell a story from my experience with them, and it would and most shows. We haven't done it in a while. We are going to get back to it. That's a good call. But yeah, the first like probably twenty episodes at the end of each one, there's like a story about a random player. Yeah, I'd say so. You know, there aren't a lot of moments from this show, rather interviews, that I look back and think like, God, I wish I could have that back. There is one specific interview that we've done, and I think about it all the time, because uh, I asked a question that just drives me insane that I asked it the way that I did, but I understand why I asked it the way that I did. When we had Johnny on the show, mm-hmm. I think about this maybe once a day and how I'm worried he's never going to come back on the show because of it. <laughs> guarantee you I asked remember it because I don't remember I it. asked if he was loyal to any brands and the reason and you it's and your question. response was no your response was that's a really weird question did and I so say I that immediately I'll screen record it and send it to you so I immediately got in my head like wait is it because and I later explained it as well because I think it says a lot about somebody if he fired off like oh Peloton and like I don't know, Lululemon. I'd have to or go back like and that. listen to the context because I think that's a good question. Yeah, he didn't give an answer because I think he piggybacked off of what you said and was like, "Yeah, that's a bad question." So I was like, "I oh. bet you it was probably like tucked in between like something like serious," and then you just threw like, "What brands are you loyal to?" So uh, you can you, you might did, have been that. you did open heart surgery. Oh, tell us about that. Yeah, so are you loyal to any brands? Like that's probably how if I knowing you if I said that it was probably that. But that's a good question. I like that question. For posterity, here's another question that I'm dying to fire off at Johnny. Mm -hmm. Him specifically. He's the only person I want an answer from on this. George, I think it would be really interesting. Is how gambling has evolved in its inclusion in broadcasts. And now you're you're giving ad reads for, you know, BetMGM or 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 FanDuel Sports Sportsbook or something like that. And while they're not actually going over spreads and stuff like that and over-unders and all that, you know, it's just really funny how 10 years ago the industry shunned the idea of mentioning gambling. Which it is was dumb dis- to me. It was it was always dumb. And also uh, sports betting just got absolutely shelled in California during the midterms, people were like, absolutely not. That proposition got murdered. Pretty sure, though, it's because the rev split was garbage. Pretty sure that's why. So they're just going to try to run it back. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm not because f- I, I, I like that sports gambling is legal in certain areas. But I, my issue is uh, I don't like how easily accessible it is. Like, that's dangerous. To be able to bet a thousand dollars from your phone is dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not. I, yeah. So I don't do it anymore. Yeah, I uh, stopped after the first month and a half. I was like, "This is this could get out of hand." It. I knew it was like you bad. Can, I can play. I could play. I was playing blackjack on my phone, and you know, what, like so, I had to. I stopped. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was live betting. Live betting NFL games where you could bet how the possession is going to end. Is it going to be a, a a turnover? Is it going to be a a field goal, a touchdown? And you could bet everything. So I would live bet possessions. Yeah. And there was one where I bet it was going to end. I was I, I put like $10 on it ending in a pick, and I won like $35. And I was like, cool. And I retired from that. Good. Yeah. That's it. Don't don't gamble. Um, All righty. Can we get an before, album, James? Well, before we leave, can we get, oh, an, update ahead, on, can we get an update on our, uh, our game? Yeah, you're going to have to rap about something for just a quick second, though. Nope, you won't. Never mind. We are here. For those who don't know or missed last week's episode... James and I, like, what, a month ago at this point, three, four weeks ago, drafted a team of the current pool of Pistons players and are tracking their points Except, throughout the well, entire I did, season. Well, I did. Nick uh, drafted somebody from the Motor City Crews. Uh, well, what point guard wearing number two is hurt right now, so I'm a screwed. point guard wearing number eight might get some might get some run, might drop a might Braxton 15 ball the Raptors. Yeah, he's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's going on here? Okay, so James on his team... You might be up now. ...had, well, has Cade, Sadiq, both of the Isaiahs, Alec Burks, Kevin Knox, Hamadou Diallo. Don't worry. I know I also went over all of this last week. I won't do this every single time, just honestly for the new people. I have Bogdanovich, Ivy, Kill, Jalen Duran, 
Corey Joseph, Marvin Bagley, and Braxton Key. James has 816 points on the season, and I have 685. Well, this week's going to be – you have Ivy, right? I do have Ivy. And I, I'm without Cade for a week, so this is – And you get Marvin good in the back. last three games. Yeah, and I got and I got Bagley back, and I have the and I have the unlocked version of Killian. So being down 140 yeah. points actually isn't that bad and right now. Thank you, uh, Grayson, again yes. for keeping uh, up to date with you're this. the man, Grayson. Thank you so much. You got an album this week, James? Yeah, let's just go with Nas King Disease Three. Shout out to Nas and Hip Boy. They I was gonna ask if you listen to that. Yeah, it's it's solid. I don't love it, but it's solid. See, Madlib joined. Uh, he was on uh, SNL yes. for uh, Dave's episode. That was so dope. Shout out to da- yeah, Dave's the best. Oh, I'm going to. Uh, oh, can I ask you really quick? Do you remember the name of the pizza place we went to for in LA last I don't, Thanksgiving? Because I'd I don't have to remember. go back there. It was so good. Uh, I'll have to look back into it. I'm just trying to remember where we were. Your hotel was downtown. Yeah, and we went to West Hollywood, I think. Yeah, it would have been. Was it? I think it was a New York place. I bet you. If I, I wonder if my lifts go back that far. That's a great question. I would imagine I, I. Uh, that was the car I was tweaking in, right? When we well, were that was the, the guy. Who, the guy had a had a bashed in door, and he was driving like yeah. a thousand miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. And the house music was a little too loud for me. That was techno. I thought <laughs> that wasn't house. That was techno. Was it? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, his door was, was his door was beaten. But I don't think the seatbelts worked. And this is L.A. We had to get on, on the highway in L.A. And it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like I had to eat Thanksgiving with you. It was fun. Sounded though. less excited I'm about. Joking. Yeah, it was full, but it was fun it though. Was it was fun. Dude. It was, we it was we found fun. the one place that was open on Thanksgiving. The pizza was fire. It was really nobody good. You know, was in there, and then we walked for I, like eight miles. You want me to uh, give you a note? Give you a little tip? Not a note, as in like a I'm giving you not a tip either. I don't. That's yeah, I don't I mean. want you to give me a tip. So. If you want to avoid cringing a little bit and going like, ah, don't listen. Do not listen. Bolded italicized underline to the episode we recorded in your hotel room. Why was it bad? Because was it just a, it's, 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 it's not that it's like bad or like, we just but talked about ourselves hanging out to get, like, it was just, yeah, there's like an energy to it. That's very like first date. <laughs> and it's well, very that was, like, that was kind of the point though. No, it was, it was, but it's also because. We were in the same room talking into one microphone, so I'm just imagining how our our seating configuration was and how just awkward it must have yeah. looked. So I went back and listened to it for about 30 seconds, and all I heard you ask was, or I don't remember who asked it, but it was like, "Have you? So have you ever waited nine months to meet somebody before?" And I was like, "Oh my god, shut up!" <laughs> and I and I turned it off. I was like, "I can't listen to this." This is but that's, so gross. But that's kind of like what I was saying. Like we try to make it a show. Like that is a hundred percent like a King of Queens episode. Like we were both like, like you know sitting on the edge of the bed. The audience you know, knew down. we hadn't met. We had told yeah. everybody, and then like we're these like we're basically we were basically pen pals. Part of me misses that. Part of me thinks it was really funny to see like how long can we go without meeting each other? Yeah. <laughs> like how long can we? Because. My brother met you before I met you. He did. He was at a Pistons I think game. it was only by like a week. He met you like a week before me. Yeah. He's, and you met Rod he, before you met me. I met Rod before I met you. Did I meet Omari? No, no you I met, met Omari, Omari with me when we went to the spot. With you. Yeah. Shout out to Goldline yeah. Bar. I'll see you on Tuesday. Probably shouldn't have just told people where I'll be at, but I'll be there. Maybe go on Wednesday. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe go, go on, on a different yeah, day. Go to, have, go to Frolic Room in West Hollywood. We have two off. Uh, Tuesdays an off day. Wednesdays a practice day, and they don't play till Thursday. So, I'll... do you have a do you have a Ryan Rosillo, uh, take? No. What do you mean? I just, do you like him? Uh, I don't know him. Hmm. I've never met. Okay. I've never met That's him. All. So I don't. Right. I don't know. Okay. He does. I just mean as a as a as a guy. As like a oh, broadcast, not a broadcast. He seems fine. I don't. I don't really listen to other sports podcast anymore but he seems like every he's he makes good like he makes interesting points when i do hear stuff like i i think he's smart do you listen to the bonnie cardigan show uh yeah just like i'll i usually do just to like make sure things went okay 
like oh yeah um, yeah of course yeah just to make sure everything went okay audio of not for like narcissistic reasons yeah no, of course. just to no, no, no. no just to make sure not. like no. because as we do this live it sounds like we're not we haven't talked about shit for the last 45 minutes so like i'm oh of course i go back to listen to see how it sounds uh I, oh that's why i only listen to like three podcasts uh morbid <laughs> aren't you on three is it just the three that you're on <laughs> no i don't i don't i've I've never listened back to our uh, basketball podcast. <laughs> um, Morbid, which is a true, like a, it's one of the most popular like crime podcasts. Sure. Oh, you're a true crime guy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. I, fam, I had, genuinely, I didn't know that about Literally you. on the TV in the living room right now, as I was packing, I'm watching I Am Stalker on Netflix. That's all I watch is true crime documentaries. I'm obsessed. Well, I'm not in your fucking living room, I'm sorry. so I don't know. <laughs> I watch Morbid. Uh, or I listen to Morbid Juan Epstein, which is a hip hop podcast, and uh, Danny Brown's. I don't listen to sp- oh, and in my uh, Tottenham, uh, shout out to uh, Jack Pitbrook and Charlie Eccleshare, my colleagues at the Athletic who cover Tottenham. I listen to the, that my Tottenham podcast. It's the only sports. Speaking podcast of I to. speaking of the Premier League, uh, important announcement. I did a lineage check. I have ties to Leicester, so I'm a Leicester City guy now. Yeah. I, you had three options. You presented a three, and we thought Lester was the best. Yeah, it came down to so doing like a decision. You know, all the hats are on the table. <laughs> uh, it was what Hull City, Leicester City, or Liverpool. Yeah. I texted James. I said, "Who's the coolest?" Yeah, and I <laughs> said, said Liverpool. Liverpool would be a lame pick because it's Liverpool. Like that would just be like everybody's Liverpool fans. Hull City, you would just like very rarely ever have joy, and you might not even be able to watch them without illegally streaming. Um, yeah. Most years because they go up and down from the Premier League to the to the Championship, um, and then Leicester's like pretty much always going to be in the Premier League, but they're never going to. I mean, they could win it again. They shocked the world once. So a week from today, the U.S. Uh, kicks off against Wales. So let's do a World Cup check. Are we going with Germany this year? Brazil. Brazil. Okay, yeah. I'll stick with Germany then. They did my guy Bobby Firmino wrong, but shout out to Brazil. Um, you know what? You know what's cool about Liverpool is I like how they don't just—they're not just like yeah, it's a Liverpool accent. It's a Liverpudlian accent. Is that what what's Scouse? What's a Scouse accent? Is that? I don't even know what the hell a Scouse is. Damn it! I'll have to Google this. Um, Say something about the World Cup. Well, really quick before we leave, uh, this is dropping on Tuesday. Like I said, I have a Jaden Ivy piece already up on the site. I'm not gonna write again. I'm not gonna have anything for you guys in written form again until Thursday. But this is why. Tuesday is a travel day. The Pistons aren't practicing. Um, I'll be traveling to L.A. Wednesday is the first practice day, and I already have it etched in stone. It's it, We're doing it. Me and Isaiah Livers are going to watch some film together. I pulled nice, some clips. Dude. So on Thursday, there will be a I watch film with Isaiah, or watching film with Isaiah Livers piece. Nice. Threw some stuff at him, good and bad. And we're, well, I haven't done it yet, but he like he was excited to do it. So that, look for that on Thursday. You know, you said it's etched in stone. You know, you had a free that shit is in stone, sealed and signed. She's not my lover, like Billy. That's yours. That's yours, mine. though. And you, but you fumbled it. If you ever pulled that out, it would blow my mind. All right, I'll keep that in mind. Also, a Scouse accent is also Liverpool. Okay. And like Welsh people, I guess. Oh you know yeah, what's yeah, funny? yeah, I knew that. Final thing, final thing. I was just saying this the other day. So we're going back and watching every single Harry Potter movie, like every day, just watch a different one. So and I was making that. the point that. Uh, when I was like nine and I was watching these movies and they would mention Romania and Bulgaria and like, I don't know, Wales. I used to think that those weren't real and they just like sound like real places. Uh, cause I didn't, I was nine and didn't really know what Europe was at the time, but no, Romania is real. Bulgaria also real. Welsh people also real. So shout out to, that's it. Shout out to the Welsh's, Welsh's grapes. The, yeah. Alrighty, James. Well, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave, leave a review, review, subscribe if you're feeling. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. This is fun. No, let's. Uh, no, no, no. No, I like this. I'll do peace today. Let's swap. All right. Uh, you have to start from can scratch. You kick, can you kick me off? Scratch. Can you at least like kick me off? You do like a well, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening, yeah. Well, to ladies this, and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Music or any other. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Music, 
podcast. Po- Apple Podcasts. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. Subscribe if you're feeling generous. Uh, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.